He's in the big three. The other guy ate three slices of pizza last night. You're in the dog pound with JYD and the Mick. All right, welcome. Yes, that is true. I'm the other guy, and I ate three slices of pizza last night, but they were good. They were homemade. On the mix, I'm a square with some sharp angles, and I'm honored to be coming to you weekly and every week here at the Dog Pound with the top dog himself, Jerome Williams, the Junkyard Dog. What's up, dog? What's up, Mick? It's going down. Sports is all about life. Life without sports is not really life, so let's get into it. That's right. You are going to get it straight from us on all topics, sports relate. Well, well, not all topics, not not Georgetown, because we, we may be a little bit homers. True on, that, on, on true Georgetown. that. Yep. But uh, we'll give it to you straight on all other topics. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a lot to get to on our inaugural show on the Dog Pound, brought to you by Champions Basketball Network. Folks, we're going to talk all things sports, and you're going to get the version from the ultimate fan, the square, as well as someone who's been there done that the professional athlete for 10 plus years that's the dog two sides to each story jyd we're in the heat of it if you're a sports fan as a fan home stretch of the nfl season yep. coming up playoff race afc nfc last wild card space up for grabs talk to him football season uh in college heading into the bowls the playoff teams are going to be announced hockey's cranking up People are worried about the Golden Knights. Icebreakers are going down. Yep. They are worried. They're at the bottom of the standings. But what I say about the NHL, you just need two good runs, and one of them has to come during the playoffs. So get yourself into the playoffs. Make a run into the playoffs. Drake says started from the bottom. Now we're here. That's right. That's right. That's a good theme for the Golden Knights this year. Uh, And college hoops into it for over a week. But I know you were focused on one thing this time of year, getting ready for a grueling 80-plus games in the nba what's your mindset going into game one of 82 well in 2005 my retirement year mick i played 79 games 79 that's okay so my mindset going in was let's make it to the finish line let's do what we have to do get the body right during the summer which then they told me you know what they told me they said no workouts jyd i said how am i supposed i'm like kobe I'm like the Mamba. No I, that's how I prepare myself. I got to go into the lab and get ready for the season. So the mindset is we want to play 82 games. Okay. So you, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Some games you might play 65%. Some games 70%. You know, those they call them back-to-backs for a reason. Yo. That means, you know, the person that comes on the back-to-back and still jumping over the basket – That guy's got a good cells reproductive system. His cells reproduce and recover faster than the average guy. That's, you know, is there a time during that season where like a a marathon runner might, might hit like mile 13 and say, all right, we're over the hump. It's a halfway point. It may be five miles in. It may be early. Is there a point in the season where you have to try to get over that hump? Yes. It, when I was younger, it was before the all-star break. When I was older, it was after the All-Star break. <laughs> the All-Star break didn't do anything for me but give me a couple of days off. But let me tell you something. In the NBA, any day is a good day when you don't have to go into the gym and you can just sit back and relax. And usually that takes place during All-Star weekend because everybody's out of the gym. So, you know, typically it's like right around that time. But that, you know, if you're a playoff team, right, you, you hit that wall somewhere between knowing where you're at in the playoffs 
and like trying to either maintain or trying to get to that spot. All right. All right. Well, sticking with the NBA, uh, I grew up in New York. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. You played for the Knicks. Tell me, tell me, what do you think? What's, what's the long-term situation for them? They didn't re-sign KP to the uh, long-term deal. Coach Fizz, a uh, new beginning for them pretty much what what's the strategy is is katie coming there well you know you you look at hardaway right you look at hardaway what he's doing what he's able to do is he going to be the future they're trying to actually convince him to be able to take the shot he said what do i have to do to become an all-star this year well you have to do a lot son there's a lot you're going to have to do but before we get to that you brought up a very interesting name kp Uh, it's been nine months since he ran a sprint that's not good you know nine months you know coming off of a leg injury uh, especially attached to your knee, that's not good for basketball players. Uh, he needs to get into the gym, start jogging, loosening up that uh, scar tissue, and and seeing what he can do. Uh, especially, you know, the fact that he should be able to play this year. Now, you asked about the big question: free agency. Can Kevin Durant, the Durantula himself, two-time Finals MVP? Come to the big city, the Big Apple. I'm saying absolutely. <laughs> nice. Absolutely, because, listen, he's a big-ticket guy. He needs a big-ticket market. And the last time he scored 70 points in the Rucker Park, it was going down. It was wall-to-wall fans, basketball fans at his best. You know, New York brings it out of him. And that gives him that, you know, coming from the West Coast back to the East Coast. He grew up in Washington, D.C., in our hometown. And – uh you know, it'd be a great coming home-ish party. Close enough. Not too much difference between Rucker Park and MSG, right? Too very similar. Very similar. Very similar. They get it. They, the hecklers are out. Trust <laughs> me. They are. I was one of those hecklers. All right. Well, speaking of KD, trouble earlier this week, Monday, in the Golden State locker room. Um, well, it started on the floor with Draymond Green. Uh, I don't know what that was, that last play dribbling up. He looked like a guy playing in, uh, in one of the pickup leagues I play in, head down, just turn the ball over. Um, is this something that they should be worried about? Is this overblown? Like the Patriots, you, you hear all the time, oh, problems, 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 and all of a sudden they come out and they blow somebody out. Golden State seems to do the same thing. This is really one of the first times we're hearing about it from, from the Golden State locker room. Um, is this something we should worry about, or is this overblown? Okay, well, let me let me t- point out a couple of things. I'm not a lip reader, but the lips that I was able to read from Kevin Durant, it said something to the f- to the to the point of, that's why I'm out. Now, see, I don't know if that was why he's checked out of the game. Is that why he's out of the city? I, hey, hey, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate at this point. But what I will say is this: Let's go back to the summer when Draymond Green dropped it on him. I'm a 200 million plus guy now that raised a lot of eyebrows it raised my eyebrow why because i played like draymond green i'm a bruiser i'm a I'm, i used to you know command respect in the locker room i used to command respect out there on the court defensively give you little offense now i didn't shoot the three ball as much as draymond but in my era that wasn't what i needed to do i would have threw up a couple you know given the opportunity if you hear what i'm saying now today draymond green says he's a 200 million plus player does he realize he's playing with a finals MVP, a two-time MVP in Steph Curry, and a guy who is a perennial all-star by the name of Klay Thompson? But he's the $200 million guy. He's the, he's the $200 million guy. So, so I, I say to myself this, okay, that's where, the, that's where the problem lies right there. You got a guy 
who is above himself right now. I love Draymond Green. He's a great guy. He's getting a lot of money. He's playing well. He's good. But you're not Kevin Durant. You're not Steph Curry. And you're definitely not Klay Thompson. You're a guy who's like a linebacker. Play your role. Play your position. Right? Get out there and do a little something, something. But you need guys like that to take the heat off of you so you, you can do those things. You remove yourself, remove thyself from the Golden State locker room, and you go to a team that could possibly pay you $200 million? What happens? Reality, that's what happens. It sets in quick, okay? They need you to score buckets. You're getting double teamed. Okay, Draymond, that's what that last play looked like. It was called one player, then two players after that, and then all of a sudden, trip, fall. Oh, let's go back to the huddle. Yeah, so he is not the guy you want to build the team around is basically what you're saying. He's not that $200 million guy uh, I mean, they have some of those guys on golden state you said it not com- me but if i'm a gm and i'm depending my family got to eat I, i'm just saying draymond i'm not building my team around you okay? great player you're great. a great piece yep. you're a great productive player you 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 equal wins but that's as far as i'm going to take it all right good stuff from the dog on the nba let's go uh more in depth on the nba we have our first guest in the history of the dog pound to give us insight on all things basketball on the finley toyota hotline let's welcome someone who changed the nba forever 2015 hall of famer spencer haywood welcome to the dog pound hey how you doing bro man i'm good spence how you doing brother i'm good i'm good i saw you uh at the game, and you were telling your young son, don't shoot, don't shoot, and he laughed the killer jumper. The killer jumper, man. The killer jumper was spread all across social media, social networks, <laughs> all across the land. Jeremiah, shout out to the dog, the young junior out there hitting the big shots. Like Spencer Haywood, the Hall of Famer, used to do, how is it uh, being the MBRPA champion and leader of the board? for the retired players. Talk about it, Spence. Well, you know, we are doing some incredible things, and and, and thank you for gracing our table to be one of the board of directors as well. Hoo-hoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, being the chairman, we we were able to get Grant Hill to come on board with us. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out uh, to the Hill. Yeah, and so we have other candidates that are getting ready to come on, but we can't announce it yet this time. Okay. And we want to also thank the current players and the current owners like Michael Jordan and all of them to make sure that we had we have proper health care. And they dropped about $15 and a million, $15 million a year on us for, for health care. Man. All of, our, all of our retired players. Taking care of my knees, my shoulder. Everything's yeah, getting you know. broke up right now, Spencer. But I thank, I thank the players, man. That's it. And for, you know, for young guys like yourself who have family, it covers your family as well. So that's right. It's huge. This is incredible. It's huge. Let's and and speaking of players, let's talk about the new rule that's going to be coming back into effect sooner, hopefully than later. And that's the rule that actually you had a big part of, allowing high school players to step into the big leagues and play in the NBA? Yes, well, that case came about in 1970. Um, I was leaving college at the time. I was two years in, and I, I had just finished the 68 Olympics where we won the gold medal 
and under harsh conditions. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to play basketball because my family was in a hardship case in Mississippi. And so I sued the league for the rights to play, and they sued me for for the four-year rule, uh, breaking up the four-year rule. Of course, the NBA was like a, a silent partner, and it was more or less the NCAA who felt that it was going to be a hardship for them because of the economics that they would lose, so-called lose, from having players leaving after one year, leaving after two years, three years, and and those who decided to skip it all altogether. That's right. Um, and so when I went to the Supreme Court, when we were arguing the case at the Supreme Court, the thing that stood out to me, Thurgood Marshall made a statement, and he said, we cannot uh, stop players from doing anything under the Sherman Antitrust Act. So if you have, like, put in up until you age 18, then you can go into the NBA, you can go into the Army, you can That's go right. wherever, but you're trying to stop this young man from coming into the league. That's unfair. And so, and then he cited other cases like in hockey, there is no, uh, no rule applies to hockey. There's no rule applies to baseball. Only the two revenue sports for tennis, swimming, wrestling, the list goes on. Golf. All of it. it. Golf, tennis, everything. Tried to tried to block it, but but you took the arrows in the back. You took them in the back and in the front. You represented the players. You took it on your back. And then because of you, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, Kobe, the bean man Mamba Bryant in the league, Tracy McGrady. Hall of Famers and soon-to-be Hall of Famers are there doing it. And yeah, but also, also JYD, you got to remember now, this rule applies for uh, Magic Johnson, Chris Paul, uh, Larry Bird, mm. all of those guys too, because they left after two years or left after three years. After three years. Those who left one year. That's right. And it's the same rule. Man, Allen Iverson, yeah. everybody. Uh, all of them. All of them. I spent I, I spent made, five years in college. Made, I, have made guys <laughs> I took I took full advantage of the NCAA opportunities to develop my game, which a lot of lot more kids should do, because you could you know still end up in the league, but because of guys like Spencer Haywood, a guy like Spencer Haywood, everybody has these opportunities on a regular basis. So we really appreciate you, Spence. And before we take take a break, I want to make sure that you say one more thing. Give me your undivided pick. Will LeBron James, because of Tyson Chandler and the rule coming out of high school, will he then make take the Lakers to the playoffs? AC at worst. What do you think? Laker Nation, baby. Laker Nation. Champion right here. Uh-oh. But anyway, yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. He's going. That's, it's going to happen. And if they're lucky, they might get Camelo. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's uh oh. Speaking. Speaking some life into the Laker fans. Laker Nation. They're out there listening. Spence, hey man, brother. I'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks for coming on the show, the Dog Pound. We love having you on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, man, you have safe travels, right. my friend. All right. Thank you. 
That Bye. is great. That's great stuff. Thank you, Spencer. That, that's NBA history right there, Hall of Famer. We are honored that he was the first guest on the Dog Pound. Uh, we hope to hear from him later in the year on the Finley Toyota Hotline. Um, right now, we're going to tell you the Dog Pound is brought to you by Finley Toyota, the proud sponsor of the Finley Toyota Hotline. Finley Toyota, the number one award-winning Toyota dealership in all of Nevada. Find whatever you're looking for from their diverse inventory Finley Toyota, they'll do anything to sell you a car. We'll even have later in the year, we'll have John Barr on. John, people don't know, he knows soccer. He knows, he knows soccer. Premier League. He's going to join us okay. later in the year because I know nothing about soccer. The only thing I know about soccer is my wife played soccer in college. And that's, there it that's, is. That's it. What that's I, know I know about soccer is I played soccer in middle school <laughs> and could not score a goal. Could but, not get it in the net. Had to quit. It wasn't my sport. I knew it. <laughs> well, you you moved to the right sport, I think, dog. I think. Uh, the Dog Pound is also brought to you by Spiegel CPAs. We're going to give you some good suggestions on wagering for this weekend and, and all weekends. So you're going to win some money. You're going to win some money. So make sure you take into account your tax preparation in doing so. Give Spiegel CPAs a call. They can handle all of your tax needs and strategies. Uh, visit SpiegelCPAs.com or call 702-998-9333. What's that number again? 702-998-9333. And by the Thacker, Randall, Shelton Group, the TRS Group, and Realty Pros. Give them a call. They can find you a property. Whether you're out of Las Vegas, whether you're in Las Vegas, whether it's a new residence or an investment, the TRS Group and Realty Pros can handle all your realty needs. Visit lvrealtygroup.com, lvrealtygroup.com. And you know, People always misspell realty. I see it reality. It's reality. That's right. yeah. It's all those different things. You know, it's L V R E A L T Y group.com. And speaking of the TRS group, we we have uh, the R. He puts the R <laughs> in TRS. That's it. Randall himself. That's right. Steve Randall. Uh, JYD, let's give him a, a dog pound. <laughs> hey, what's up? Thanks, guys. Yes, I am Steve Randall of the Thacker Randall Shelton Group, Realty Pros. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for having me. Glad to be on the show. Uh, it's been fun. We are going to talk a little about the high-rise listing of the week. Um, high-rise market has been exploding in Las Vegas, guys. And uh, now, when you uh, say high-rise, are we talking about? We're talking about high-rise condos. We're talking about condos let's on get the up, Las Vegas get strip. above the strip. Absolutely, get absolutely. the landscape, mountain views going. Get, get the views, whether it's your investment property, second home. Okay, uh, okay. You know, some people even retirement you know, like to live there. types of stuff. One hundred percent. A lot of California people come over here to retire. I hear that. Getting the, getting the Las hear Vegas that. strip. What's views, the so. HOAs looking like? That's the key. A lot. Yeah, see what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> no, uh, you know it's it's sticker shock, but yeah. most of the, most of the time you're paying 500 and, and up. On, oh, okay, on that's HOAs. not that's not uh, too bad. A lot I mean, included in that, you know. Yeah, I mean, as long as it comes with a swimming pool and a and a, and a health center, what, just about every single time. Yeah, that's what I'm have. talking about, man. Got a little meeting room I can get on the computer. One, yep, yep. That's it. Amenities galore, and then the one we're going to talk about today, actually, world-renowned Vidara Hotel and Spa. We're talking about huh? Forbes four-star, one of the best four-star properties in the world. Uh, and not you can get too, a condo in there? Absolutely. Hey. See, it's a hotel, and not a lot of hey. people know. You Man, can that means buy. I can order room service? You can own a room at the Vidara. Yeah. And then it also have like, a maid service in there? Well, uh, yeah. There see, now that... Is, all right, what's the prices, man? Can we well, spit well, something well, out? See, People are listening. They see, got the dog pound earlobes up this now. Particularly, we're going to talk about a unit that's $1.2 million, right? Okay, okay. Now, what you get for that, you're going to get two units in two one. Two units? Absolutely. 21st floor. How many floor, bedrooms? Got one bedroom in each, so really okay. it works as a two-bedroom, right? No, now, you, here's you, what's crazy One about this for property. you, one for the wife. Exactly. Gotcha. 
What's crazy about this property is you can earn $100,000 a year owning this property hey. because you rent it out like a hotel room. Hey, is that each room or together? Uh, to com- combine, combine. Yeah, All right, about $100,000 Randall, I was getting ready yeah. to drop you a check because I was like, <laughs> look, if I can get 100 each unit, hey, you know, I'm going to go get on the phone right now with the missus. Good 8% on your money, not bad. Not 8%? Bad. That's a good market rise. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, and uh, one other thing we're going to talk about here, uh, high-rise High rising fantasy football player of the week. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm not here to tell you that, uh, you know, to is start... it a Washington Redskins? No, 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 no. It's not right. Darn it. <laughs> it's close, though, right? Close up the road a little bit. Well, you it, 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 it's, it's close. It's close. You know, we're not going to talk about. Not, uh, is it a Patriot? No, no. Is it no. a Steeler? Close, close, very close. We're going to talk about Alex Collins running back hey. for the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. So, uh, you know, I'm not here to tell you to start Todd Gurley. Everybody knows that, right? Right. Um, you look at a guy like Alex Collins. He was drafted fairly high in fantasy leagues, a lot of expectations, didn't really live up to him this year. Yep. However, he's playing the Cincinnati Bengals this week, and running backs have ah. been absolutely destroying tearing, the Cincinnati Bengals. Tearing that and line up. Absolutely. So he's my start of the week uh, for a guy that, you know, you may not be thinking to start. He's the start for me. Okay. And if you look at his schedule for the rest of the year, you will not find a running back with an easier run schedule for the rest of the year. I think he's going to have a great second half of the season. All right. That's All a right. great call. I I'm like on that. it. I'm no. on it. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention now. There you go. Bengals number four in allowing fantasy points to running back. So that that's a good call. Steve, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. We hope to have you back uh, next week. You're going to drop some more real estate knowledge on us. But uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate thanks, guys. it. That's uh, Steve Randall from the TRS Group, LVRealty.com. Oh, oh, you know what that sound is? That means it's time for Mixed Picks. JYD, something that was taboo in your time. Nobody wanted to talk about it. The elephant in the room, gambling. Being a Las Vegas resident, former NBA player, um, what do you think about the spread of sports betting throughout the U.S.? Man, you know, it's, it's been amazing just, I mean, when you look at when they first started talking about betting in the NBA, I mean, so it was such a bad thing. You know, you have college sports always looking out for players who might be throwing games to now where it's accepted. They're doing apps. They're, you know, they're talking about in-game betting. You know, who's going to make the next three-point shot? Who's going to get the next dunk, rebound? I mean, there's, there's all types of revenue sources that are what? Going to boost the revenue and, and salaries of the players. I'm on the board of directors of the Big Three and new professional three-on-three basketball league that talks a lot about sports betting and how they're going to be able to transition into that as a revenue source. So uh, it's really changed, really changed the landscape. Uh, the things that were in the past, obviously now they don't make uh, a huge difference. I was pretty surprised that, you know, all these other states started opening up casinos where places where you would never, I mean, in Maryland and in, in, in New York, you know, um, down south and in the Midwest, you have all these, I remember in Detroit when the MGM first moved to Detroit. As a player, you're like, a, a casino in downtown Detroit? What in the world? You know, because you'd have to go over the Windsor, you know, but they see all the revenue going across the water, and they're saying, hey, we need to put a casino in. And what did they do? They took away that revenue from uh, Canada. So it's uh, it's been a slow turn, but it's moving in that direction. Now, the 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 thing that makes it good for Las Vegas is two things. One, hockey was able to come, the NHL. Next thing you know, Raiders are here. If we can get an NBA team 
is full circle. The taboo of, of sports betting is completely dead because the NBA has also come to the gambling capital of the world. That's right. That's right. Uh, great stuff there. I, I, um, I agree with you on the big three. I want to talk about that in the coming weeks. We're going to make that a topic on the show. I didn't see any wagering available. That's going to be a segment. That is definitely a segment. We got the inside scoop, the locker room. I got all the download. Who's fighting who? Who cube is going to drop on the next single is going down. So, yeah, big three, we're all over it. (laughs) All right, well. cue for us another sound that is a steam engine that means we have a steam move and it's a train rolling into manhattan but not the big apple i'm talking about manhattan kansas texas tech at k state uh jyd do you know what a steam move is i don't need i don't know what the steamers are (laughs) but they're going it they they sound like it's something hot a steam move happens when a bunch of sharp gamblers the people with the smart money the people that wager more than the general public all come in on across all sports books all over the world uh offshore uh here legally in the u.s and they they hit one side this time this steve move that we're going to talk about it's they're on both the public and the sharps are both on the same side uh 90 um percent of the action has come in on texas tech as a road favorite in kansas state so i'm going to take texas tech this week they're laying six the line open at four laying six i'm still good with it at okay six. so let me get this straight a group of guys who are always betting all across the globe pick a team and then they put the money down and that moves the line. It moves the line. Moves okay, the line. so it's let me let me let me understand uniform. who it's these people are. We're are get they to that. who are these people? What kind of insight do they have? Do they have the official bat phone to the locker room with the trainer, coach, assistant GM, somebody who can tell them what's going on? Well, we're going to find out from a guy who's on the line, and we'll get to him in just a second. I'm going to give you one more of my mixed picks so you can write this down. You can use that bankroll, and you're going to increase your bankroll. It's the Tennessee Titans. 90% of the money is on the Titans. The Titans are playing the Colts. Both teams are surging. Titans, winners of the last two. Colts, winners of the last three. The division leader, Houston, winners of their last six. It's it's crazy um, what the AFC South has become. Everyone thought it was going to be the Jaguars. Uh, just just a great division. Eh, wrong. <laughs> we weren't. We weren't. We, it's a great division. They, people were not ready for this to be a good division. It's going to be a fight for the AFC wild card. Um, I know the Colts are playing well, but I like the way Marcus Mariota is playing. The Titans D, defense coordinator, Dean Pease. This is possibly a Super Bowl team. We're going to talk about that. Now where did Mariota play? Didn't he play somewhere? He played up in the Northwest. Okay. Played, yeah, Oregon. It, Oregon. But where did he play in high school? Oh, uh, I don't know. Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah. Is that where so. he played? Hawaii, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's from Hawaii. He was in Hawaii for the draft. So, yes, that's uh, yeah, that's you. I like it. Um, so Islander. We're uh, – we, we, we have uh, we have someone on the line now to give us more information. He's going to answer your questions, dog. All right, you had some good questions about the pros and how that money works um, on the Finley Toyota Hotline. Former sportsbook director at Station Casinos for about 13 years and a top five handicapper right now on Sportsline.com. It's Micah Roberts. Welcome, Micah. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. What's going on today, Micah? Hur, 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 dog pound salute, brother. <laughs> I love it. So, Micah, we're gonna we, we were 
we got to answer some questions from JOID here. He's wondering why. Why? All right. Yeah, listen, Mike. I'm, I'm a rookie at this, okay? I never put no money down. I'm looking uh -huh. at these lines and trying to understand what's this, what's an over, what's an under. Explain to the, to the fan that's a rookie who doesn't do any sports betting. How does a steam move make you react? Well, it's, it's based on faces. So you already have a profile built up of probably the 10 or 15 top betters in, in Las Vegas. And um, you know that face, and you respect that face. And, you, you know, some people kick them out, but I, I always like to use them and utilize those plays to help me get to where the number needed to be for the weekend. So, for instance, if, say, say one of the wise guys like the Rams a lot and jumped on minus three, minus three and a half and ran it to four, I would move a little higher, maybe even go a full point sometimes on a guy from a three and a half to four and a half just because I respected his opinion so much. So that's the steam move. And then what you see happens a lot is a lot of other books want to try to get to the number without actually taking the bet. So they do a lot of following. So if you're looking at a screen, a bet screen on the NFL on a Sunday or where you're going to see a lot of books moving at the same time. And it's possible that two or three guys from the same group are hitting multiple books at the same time. But most of the time, the book is just trying to get to the right number. And they're utilizing and hoping that the number they're following is actually a move and not an air move. And they're not all just following air moves. And that happens occasionally as well. But does that all make sense, kind of? That does start to start to trickle a little bit. If I got a thousand bucks, do I bet it when they make the steam move or do I wait? Well, you want to try to get it before because once the steam moves goes, if it goes from three and a half to four and a half, then you've already lost a full point on some really key numbers. I mean, if it crosses over four, if it crosses over three, you've missed out on it. See, the mm. guy, the, the buy was at three, goes to three and a half and goes to four and a half. You've missed out on that buy, and then the game lands four. You got on to the party late. You missed out on it. Gotcha. Um, so I have so to use my celebrity influence to get to, to one of these top 15ers. Those numbers. And what I, what I tell people starting out as I go, the, start a rating system, start a tracking system, look at data points, and look at each of the box scores each week and update your own personal ratings and keep your ratings based on what happens statistically. And they don't have to be perfect, but it gives you a sense of what – maybe the number should be on a weekly basis and where the value might be and follow the moves. And, you know, uh, if you can get there before, that's the whole name of the game before the actual movement starts. Be on the right side early. Mm. So, Mike, that's great information. Thank you for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to another event. Um, it's something that I want to watch, and I know I've talked to you about it. I, I don't think you're too interested in watching this, but I think it's going to be fun because I want to hear the audio in this uh, pay-per-view event coming up just after Thanksgiving. The match, Tiger versus Phil. Tiger uh, minus 220, Phil plus 180 right now. Do you see any uh, betting value on this? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people are excited about it. I'm really irritated by the – I don't even know who, who, what's the story behind this. Who's funding this? Who's putting up the money? Who is – I mean, this sounds like a, a Don King event or something, really. I mean, why is everything so secret? Unless I, I'm missing something. I mean, if I thought Phil Mickelson was actually putting up $10 million of his own money, and he's a gambler, and he – 
hates losing. And, and for somebody that has so many millions like him, $10 million would be a, a severe reason to really get his game together, you know, when it's his own money. Um, and I think that's the thrill. We all have different levels of where our unit play is. You know, for me, it might be a hundred or a thousand dollars. But for Phil Mickelson, a unit play that really stings if he loses is a million or ten million. So that would have made me uh, think of playing Phil a little more and take a chance against Tiger, who's finally found his groove. So I think Tiger, I mean, this line started when rumors started. Uh, Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate Superbook put up a dollar fifty, and he kept raising it up, you know, each week like ten cents. And, you know, Tiger's in the place right now where he's finally climbed that mountain and captured his, his groove back. I, I can't see any reason to bet against the man that has his confidence back. He's got, he's got all the, the kids and everybody. I mean, he's, he's the Pied Piper out there when he's walking up these greens. It's, it's incredible to see. And the fact that he's doing something that he didn't do a lot of when he was uh, on, on top of the mountain the first time, and that is dealing with the fans. He's, he's engaging with the fans far more than I ever saw, and that was part of his uh, climb back at top. So he's got everything going um, full circle with his entire life working well. I hope he's got a good girl, or maybe that's just it. Maybe he needs multiple girls. I have no <laughs> idea. But whatever he's doing, it's working. That's right. Uh, let me give you one prop on this one. I'll just give you one prop, and we'll move on to the NFL. If Tiger has to hit the ball left-handed, um, and Phil has to hit the ball right-handed. And, and I'll give you the, the scoop here is Phil is actually, I know they call him lefty, but he's actually the natural right-hander. Um, uh-huh. Who do you think, uh, who do you think uh, outdrives the other one? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> see, that's information I don't know. And you just gave me some information. So if he's a natural righty, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go with that uh, inside information you just shared. Thank you. <laughs> right, I'm going to go with Phil on that, yes. I'm going to try to make some uh, money back uh, on side wagers on, uh, on the pay-per-view, try to get my money on the pay-per-view back. All right, so let's move on to the NFL. This is uh, this is Micah's specialty, Doug. We we can uh, go over a couple of games here. He'll he'll. Give us some good information. Um, do you have anything uh, this weekend that stands out? I gave him on the mixed pick segment. I gave him uh, the Titans. I like the Titans this week. That was my only one. Is there anything else that stands out to you this weekend? I like the Titans. and I, I, I mean, the Colts have won three straight themselves, but the Titans have a two-game win streak uh, against good opponents and look really, really strong defensively. They've been defensively good all season long, but Mariota has elevated his game to a completely another level to make them. I mean, the Titans, let's not forget, they won a playoff game last year. They've just kind of been sluggish and going through the motions uh, so far. But this is, a, to me, a top four AFC uh, team um, that can do some damage, and it's because of the quarterback play. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, one of the other games, you know, I'm looking at the Chiefs and Rams, and I'm so glad they're playing this in L.A. and not that uh, clunky field at the uh, 7,000 feet in the air with the, I mean, the grass was just horrendous. Um, this is going to be a fast game. And the, and the reason I say it is partly because of the Rams defense, you look at that total at 63 and a half, you're like, how, how could I bet this game over? I mean, uh, unders to play all day. This is the highest total ever. But when you have a Rams defense that allowed uh, 27, 45 and uh, 30, one points the last three weeks. They've been getting torched. Their corners, their secondary, um, just gassed. And when you saw the Saints 
put 45 on the board up them. Could not stop the Saints whatsoever. You know, the, the Chiefs offense might actually be better than the Saints offense. And I, I just I see a close game back and forth, you know, and um, you got the spread up there, uh, plus four now. I think there's some value with the Chiefs taking the four. And also the over. I, I think it's going to be one of those 38-41 type games. I really do. That's great. Uh, do you do you need any more picks to make your plays this week for the the dog pound money? Yeah, do the, the Redskins win? Let's just cut to the chase. Redskins plus two and a half uh, uh, at home against the Titan or Texans. Sorry. Yeah, Texans got got a nice thing going right now. Everything's clicking for them. So, uh, Redskins has been one of those teams I, I haven't been able to trust. I had them last week um, against just the worst defense in the NFL with the Bucks, um, And I went with them, but I, I've had them a couple times this year where they should have performed well. And the Texans defense is playing extremely well. So I, I could see Alex Smith having a little, little trouble there against the uh, Texans defense. All right. Well, well, the good thing for us Jets fans, the Jets are not going to lose this week. They are on the yeah. bye. So, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> well, Micah, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. We hope you can uh, join us again later in the season as we get closer to playoffs. Going to be some fun games. Uh, thank you, Micah. Appreciate you, Micah. Absolutely. Anytime. Appreciate it. And uh, go Georgetown, I guess. Brendan's there. Victor Page. Who else you got hanging around there? Dikembe. Uh, Come on, Lonzo, <laughs> Pat Ewing. We got Matt McClung now. Come on. Right. Highlights All right. galore. All right, guys. Have a good day. All right, you too. All right, that was Micah Roberts from Sportsline.com. All right. Uh, well, if you want more on the NFL and not on the gambling side of it, uh, but someone who calls the game, someone who's covered the NFL for over 20 years, played in Pro Bowls, Super Bowls, he's coming up a little later on the Finley Toyota Hotline. Uh, let's first throw out some trivia. We'll get it to you on the other side of the break. We were just talking about uh, golf, that match between Tiger and Phil, Shadow Creek. We're going to give you a, who holds the course record at Shadow Creek. Who holds it? Who's got it? All right. It's kind of Trick question, trick question, but we'll be right back with the answer and more of the Dog Pound after this. This is your boy, Double B, and you're rocking with the Dog Pound Show. Make sure to get your show notes at cbn.vegas forward slash dog pound show, and that's dog with two Gs. That's where you can get other shows and discount on services like the Real-Time Coaching app. This is where you can get personal coaching from players like Corey Maggette, Bonzi Wells, and our own Jerome, the JYD Williams, and many other pros. Make sure to take advantage now and book your spot now because each coaching spot is limited. That's www.cbn.vegas forward slash D-O-W. Double G Pound Show. Let's go. You're in the Dog Pound with JYD and the Mick. Okay, welcome back to the Dog Pound. We'll give you the answer right away to that Dog Pound trivia. It's actually twofold. The course was redesigned. The old design, Tiger, the man himself, holds the record with a 60 with Boom Boom. That was my pick. That's right. It's, you, you I was always going to say Tiger. Anything golf. Tiger. Yep, Tiger, Tiger Woods. And uh, the course was redesigned about 10 years ago. They added a length to it, about 300 yards. Dustin Johnson and Lu Chien Soon with a 66. Um, so there's your trivia nice answer 
on the dog pound for week number one. All right, we're going to our next caller. I've been excited about this all week. We're pleased to have this guy in the Finley Toyota hotline. He's one of my favorites. He's called over 20 Super Bowls. The hotline is hot. Pro Bowl kicker. He was a script writer. One one of my favorite, collaborated one of my favorite movies, The Best of Times, by the way. He calls NFL games every weekend, English, Spanish, calls championship boxing all over the world. Um, And he used to do color analysis in Spanish for the Vikings. Let me sit in the booth once. That's probably why he's not with the uh, Vikings anymore, because it was a Jets game. Uh, So, folks, let's welcome El Hombre Mas Interesante del Mundo. Uh, Dos Equis had it wrong. This is the most interesting man in the world. Benny Ricardo, welcome to the Dog Pound. Did you, did you add that I'm married to a Playmate Centerfold? Hey! I tried, I tried to keep running. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Wait, that's you right. Know, that, have, you ever, have you ever been one of those situations where you see this beautiful woman, you wonder what she's doing with that guy? I'm that guy. <laughs> you're that guy. The funny kicker suffered enough. Throw him a bone, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> see, kickers, right? Kickers are hey, people, you too. You know what? Real quick, while you guys are on trivia, I'm going to give you guys a trivia, okay? This is a great one. You ready for this? Yep. Who's the only guy to have played in the Rose Bowl, the NCAA Final Four, the Grey Cup, which is a Canadian Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl? Doug Flutie. One guy. Huh? Doug Flutie. Come on, he's only five feet tall. He can't play basketball. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. I don't, I don't know. Give, it, give me a decade. 60s. Oh man, you're killing you're killing me, Benny. That's that's before my time. And then he he was also he was in the. I also worked with him in the movie uh, Two Minute Warning, and oh. he was also in the Longest Yard. Hey. Hmm. All right. What's the answer? Okay, he went to Cal. See if that helps you. Man. Still <laughs> not ringing the bell, brother. Because <laughs> you, you know why the basketball is what throws everybody. Yeah, yeah. the basketball is what throwing me. What? Uh, yeah. No, I. I, I know Tony Gonzalez played basketball too at Cal, yeah. and he went to the round of 16s as a basketball player. He got busy. Okay, Joe Cap. Joe Cap. All right. Joe Cap. All right. There it is. Joe Cap quarterback the Vikings in the Super Bowl. He played up in Saskatchewan with a uh, for Bud Grant. He played for Bud Grant up in uh, Canada. He played. He was a guy that played on that um, uh, Cal uh, that Berkeley team that had Daryl Imhoff, um, Candy Gillis. Uh, and they played uh, Jerry West from West Virginia. Jerry and West. Joe Cap was. Joe I know Cap the logo, man. man. That one I knew. Wow, yeah. Joe Cap. And then, and then he uh, played in the Rose Bowl against Iowa. Yeah, he played with uh, his teammates were like Ed White, guys like that. Did you play with yeah, Joe in Minnesota? Yeah, I knew, I knew Joe, but I, I never played with him. But I got to know him afterwards, and. Joe had one of the most classic lines of all. He said, you know, he said, I wake up every morning and my Mexican side, I mean, my German side, which is Cap, takes over and says, Joe, take over the world. And then my Mexican side, Martinez, takes over and says, manana. Manana. (laughs) All right, Benny, tell me, you just called the Titans and the Patriots this past weekend in Nashville. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know if those were the Patriots. I don't think they showed up. Oh, okay, so maybe that will answer the questions. Are the Titans for real, or is this a case of the student beating the mentor, uh, Vrabel beating um, you know, uh, Belichick? Uh, but this defense, Dean Pease, the offense, Matt LaFleur, please become the next coach of the Jets. That's that's who I want. Are, are they a Super Bowl contender? No, not the, I, don't, I don't think the Titans are. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I love Dean Pease. 
you know, Dean Pease was the defensive coordinator for Billy up in New England. And, um, you know, he had Mike Vrabel and all that stuff. Great schemer. And I always thought he did a phenomenal job in uh, when he was, went to the Ravens afterwards. You know, they won that Super Bowl with him, coordinating that defense, and just does a great job in putting guys, you know, in position to make plays and stuff like that. So Dean is, is a great acquisition. My buddy, my old roommate with the Vikings was Mike Malarkey. And I thought Mike got a real shaft there last year when, you know, he wins a playoff and Amy Adams, you know, comes out and says, uh, oh, no, no, he's our coach. I'm giving him an extension. And then they lose 35-14 to 14 to the uh, Patriots the next week, and he, she fires them. Yep. So, but that's the that, – let me tell you something. That's what's happening around the league right now. And I think, it, I think it's kind of alarming. You know, you get all these guys that everybody thinks they know the formula in New England. You know, the Lions hired uh, Bob Quinn to be the general manager. They give him unlimited powers. You know, and they fire a really good coach in Caldwell. I thought, I've always thought Caldwell was a great coach. And a guy that, I mean, he had a 9-7 and team last year. And they fired him. Before that, he was 10-6. and And last year, he was one win, which is that Atlanta game where they scored, and they, uh, they scored the touchdown. Then, of course, it gets reviewed. And then they said, no, it's not a touchdown. Then they do a 10-second runoff. There was eight seconds left in the game. They lose the game. Otherwise, they would win that one 10-6. to six. They would have finished 10-6. to six. Mm. So now you bring in a guy like Quinn. He brings in his own guy, Matt Patricia. And, you know, he has the final say on the 53-man roster. See, that to me is wrong. Because when I was playing in the NFL, you know, if a coach said to you, listen, Benny, play hurt. I'm going to take care of you down the line. Okay, you can't look at a coach in the eye and believe in that because he has no say. Yep. He has absolutely no say. The general manager picks the final 53. Now, if you're a cook, don't you want to be able to choose your ingredients if you're going to cook a, you know, a meal? Hey, I got to have my ingredients in there. Bill Parcells. Seasoning, no spice is not going to work for me. That's right. What did Bill Parcells right. say? You want to, if you want, if uh, you want me to cook the dinner, I got to shop for the groceries. Exactly, and that's what that's what's you know. I mean, that's just a simple saying, but that's what it's got to be. And if you you know if you're getting these GMs that come in there and pick the players, they want they want their players to play, and then you watch the job that they do in molding that team. And it's, I mean, come on, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. The big the key to Bill Belichick is the following: number one, no multi-year contracts. Okay, I mean Brady doesn't even have a multi-year contract. So, year you know, to year, he's got the guys. They're playing for their ad. They're playing for the contracts every single year. Mm. So, and he, you know, just do your job. That's the Patriot's secret. Yep. What's that? I said, that's the Patriot's secret. That's what he's been alluding to. You know, you're already seeing John Gruden now try to emulate that. You notice John John has five number one picks in the next two years. And what he did was, you know, Khalil Mack wanted a multi-year pack. He said, Khalil, we don't do that here. We're not doing that. Because he sat down with enough coaches in the last 10 years during his Monday night assignments to know what's working. And one of the one of the franchises he really paid attention to was the Patriots. So he's trying to emulate that and, you know, and go with that. And then he's going to bring in his own players, the people that he needs. I mean, he's got time, 10 years. And that's what's happened to a lot of these coaches. That they don't have that kind of time. I mean, you look at the Baker Mayfield situation, that was a bad situation all the way around because, you know, a guy like Hugh Jackson knew he didn't have much time. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Baker, I wanted to ask you. I want to get your insight on this. So we're just past the midway point of the season. I think we have a somewhat of a decent sample size for the four rookies. We'll add Lamar Jackson in there as he may start uh, this weekend. But uh, Mayfield, Darnold, Allen, Rosen. What's uh, what's your feeling on those four? 
you know, I, I'm really against playing rookies right off the bat. You Me know, too. I remember I, when I first broke in the league, I broke in with a guy by the name of Carl Mack. And Carl, Carl Mock used to say to me, he said, damn rookie. He said, in fact, I hated myself when I was a rookie because I knew I was going to make mistakes, you know. But, see, in the quarterback position, see, the key to quarterback in the NFL is the following. You got, it's, it's recognition, decision, precision. Those three things. That's what you need. But you got to process it at multi, multi-lightning speed. You know, and the thing that, you know, for these college quarterbacks, the biggest realization is how fast the game is. I mean, that so-called opening is if you could see a hand, he's open. You know, and you got to stick that ball in there. We're not talking about a five-yard opening. No. And, you know, so that's where unless you get some guys that have really, really had the training uh, in the past, like, for instance, even Peyton struggled at the beginning. And yeah. Peyton, you got to – I've known Peyton since he was seven years old. You know, when he was there with his father, and Peyton was a, like a locker room rat. And he picked up on there. But even then, he had a great guy that broke him in, and Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians could make Tom Mikovitz into an NFL quarterback. <laughs> wow, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, kind of, a, that's, that's a, a legend. That's the kind of skills he has. And, and so, therefore, I think if you watch the way Andy Reid did with Patrick Mahomes, that's the way you got to do it. You know, watch him. Uh, watch him. You know, a guy like Alex Smith passed for 4,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions and learn from that okay and then then you're going to get your chance you know the, the thing with the Mahone situation is Andy Reid when he was back in Green Bay he was you know the assistant coach and when uh, Mike Holmgren got Brett Favre and Ron Wolf made the deal to get Brett Favre what he wanted in Brett Favre was a Joe Montana type quarterback well they're not wired the same you know he's a gunslinger so Andy Reid just sit there and tell Brett hey you know what? You do your thing. I'll take the blame for it. It'll be my fault. So he was always looking for that kind of a quarterback. He almost had that in Donovan McNabb. And, you know, and then now Mahomes was his ideal guy. Here's a kid with a photographic memory. Guy can remember 500 plays a week. The guy's got a cannon for an arm. He grew up in a family of professional athletes. His uncle played 20 years in Major League Baseball. Mm. His father played 11 years. You know, the pedigree is there. Everything is there. And not only that, but the mental part of it. So Patrick, when he got his chance, I mean, the guy, he looks like he's on a pitcher's mound throwing, base, throwing baseball the way he throws that football. When he, I mean, it's, it's, when it's he, a beautiful thing to watch. But lightning now you go strikes. Back to the other ones, the young ones right now. You know, Baker, I, I've done about three games this year of the Broncos, and I watch him struggle back there. Because, again, what you've got to do with a young rookie quarterback, if you are going to play him, go take that playbook from Oklahoma and bring that into your playbook. You can't sit there and give him your plays because it's, it, that's not comfortable to him. So, you know, you, the more you can impose, you know, Carson Wentz, one of the, the keys to that was Doug Peterson knew that. He brought in that North Dakota State offense into his offense so that he could run a lot of the plays, keep the terminology the same, things like that. You know, you got to be willing to adapt to that quarterback. Now, in, in the part of Darno, I mean, he looks sensational in that, you know, in that in the first game against the Lions, I mean, I had to sit there and feel Tom Mikovich is called about Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and all these kind of things after that first game. And then all of a sudden, reality set in after that. Who's the quarterback that just, that held out the audible? Holly Berry. That was serious. Jared Goff. Jared Man. Goff. Yeah, that's he got my attention with that one. <laughs> that was the Rams. That was yeah. the Rams. And so, if Rams you had to, play. if you had to pick one of those four, um, 
and, and I don't think any of the four is going to win a is going to win the rookie of the year. I think uh, Derwin James and and even the the offensive lineman Quentin Nelson for the Colts. He's he's amazing. I think he should be considered as well. But if you had to pick one of those yeah, four, but no, no lineman right. is going to get that. But uh, out of those four quarterbacks, who do you think is going to have? And I think they're all going to be good. But who do you think is going to have uh, the best career if you had to pick right now? You know, it's, okay. To me, I think the best shot of the guys. I really think Darnold's going to be the guy, and I'll tell you why. I mean, Cleveland's a horrible franchise. I mean, that that thing you talk about, you guys call yourself the dog pound, and they used to have the dog pound in Cleveland when that was a bunch of rabid fans. Now, Hugh Jackson had a support dog on the sideline, okay? Mm. That's how that <laughs> wow. ended up going to. <laughs> but I mean, that's just not a good franchise, okay? Dang. So, you know, for Baker Mayfield, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a constant uphill, you know, battle right there, okay? So... I think that kind of and, – and they don't have the receivers. It's going to take a while before they get to where they need to go. The Jets next year have about $90 million under the cap. So I think they can bring in some players that can help Sam. $90 million? Go ahead. That'll do it. He said a lot. $90 is a lot. Yep. Um, and, yeah, and I think that that's going to give the chance to be able to go ahead and staff him with some good offensive linemen that will give him the time. And, you know, get him a tight end because the tight end is so important in the NFL. That's your difference maker. You show me a contending team, I'll show you a good tight end. I mean, look at, look at Kansas City. I mean, they're a matchup problem, a nightmare just because of Travis Kelsey. And you also see the Patriots become a different team without Gronkowski. So, and I think, you know, same thing, Cam Newton and Olsen and on and on and on. So I think those are the kind of things that I think are going to help Darnold. I think, you know, in Buffalo with Josh Allen, that's going to take a long time. And, again, the thing you got going against there is, is that franchise. And, you know, that's not a franchise that's accustomed to, you know, to building and all that stuff. they got a good defense. I'm not so sure that they have all the, you know, the parts there to be able to put everything together like, the, you know, they should. So, you know, I think that that's a big advantage, you know, from, you know, what you have for a franchise and what you have coming up in your cap area to help build a team around you. Because, you know, the thing you wouldn't do with a rookie quarterback is you want to try to go ahead and win – while he's on that rookie salary because then you can staff him with some pretty good people around him. You know, then you get into predicament like the Raiders got into where all of a sudden they couldn't afford anybody else. Yep, yep. Well, that is uh, great information. Benny, thank you very much for joining us. We're going to have you back in a couple weeks as we get closer to the playoffs uh, to talk about the playoff picture, the wild card, last one up for grabs. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, thanks for being one of the first guests on the Dog Pound. Thanks, Benny. Absolutely. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. All right. Benny Ricardo on the Finley Toyota hotline. That'll do it for episode one of the Dog Pound with JYD and the Mick. We hope you had a good time like we did. Thank you to all of our callers. Uh, enjoy your Saturday full of college football and basketball. JYD, tell them how they can get some more information on our show on the Champions Basketball Network. Absolutely. At championsbasketballnetwork.com. That's www championsbasketballnetwork.com still balling is on there you got the dog pound show a host of other basketball opportunities every day every day all day it's all about basketball come check us out and of course on twitter at junkyard dog jw and uh at, at the dog pound show dog pound show two g's one p and at t mcnugget on twitter listen to us every week right here on fox sports radio las vegas 
This is your boy Double B and you're rocking with the Dog Pound Show. Make sure to get your show notes at cbn.vegas forward slash dog pound show. And that's dog with two G's. That's where you can get other shows and discount on services like the real-time coaching app. This is where you can get personal coaching from players like Corey Maggette, Bonzi Wells, and our own Jerome, the JYD Williams, and many other pros. Make sure to take advantage now and book your spot now because each coaching spot is limited. That's www.cbn.vegas forward slash D-O-D. Double G pound show. Let's go.